feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid, nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by well, former President Trump may have had it right when he was talking with myself and also with John Katsimatidis on our great show, Katz and Cosby, earlier this week. And former President Trump, in the interview, basically said this about President Joe Biden. This is the most dangerous period of time ever in our country. And the reason is because we have a man atop that is incompetent. We know that. You know that. Everybody knows that. He's grossly incompetent. He shouldn't be there in the first place, but he's grossly incompetent, and he's going to get us into a World War III. Well, a lot of people are wondering if it was Biden's basic minor incursion comment that opened the door for Russia to go into Ukraine. And it seems like the hits just keep on coming at every single different event that President Joe Biden has done, and essentially really over the last year or two, but especially even since he made the announcement that he's planning on running again, it has been one big fumble and bumble. We're going to talk about that tonight on the Rita Cosby Show. Plus, also, President Trump has a new nickname for President Biden. Find out what it is as President Trump is full throttle on the campaign trail and has some good zingers. And he also revealed a whole bunch to us on basically whether or not he will debate. We're going to talk about that and get your thoughts on it and debate with you as to whether you think he should go in the primary debate stage. And also whether you think Biden should go on the debate stage, because there's a lot of people tonight in the DNC saying, no, he doesn't need to. But I think it's even more important than ever that we see President Biden on the debate stage. All I keep thinking about is two words, one name, John Fetterman. Think about it. John Fetterman had America seen John Fetterman debate. Many people wouldn't probably have voted for John Fetterman. It might be a Senator Oz today. But the problem was there were so many people who voted ahead of time. They saw then, you know, Fetterman had already done that dismal debate performance. Remember, it was like, hello, good night. That whole thing. And so I think it's important in this particular case because it is fair game to talk about mental acuity. And certainly mental competency is a question when it is coming to President Biden. And more and more, we're even hearing from the Democratic side, a lot of people on the Democratic side saying, you know what? Yeah, maybe he isn't as sharp as he used to be. There's some people out there going, oh, God, he can run circles around me. I'm thinking, Who is that? Maybe John Fetterman, he can run circles around, but anybody short of that, who is he running circles around? And tonight, there are new poll numbers that are showing Americans overall are tremendously disappointed with this president. President Biden now has an historic low poll number. This is stunning for an incumbent president of 37 percent, 37 percent all-time low approval rating. And think about that. This is a time right after he announced 
that he's running again in that video, basically. Remember sort of the basement video strategy, similar to what he did during COVID. And this should be sort of his high time. You know, people would be like, oh, wow, he's done such a great job. Let's have him do it again. Well, clearly people are looking and saying he didn't do a good job. And they are worried if he's even going to be able to make it through this first term, let alone the thoughts that he has of going for a second one. So why do you think tonight his poll numbers are so in the tank? When you see 37 percent for an incumbent president, again, within days of announcing that he is running, that is really, really bad. And also, people are asking, this is Republicans and Democrats in a new poll, is he too old to run for a second term? 68 percent, and that includes a lot of Democrats and independents as well, say, yeah, he is too old. And 70 percent of Americans say they, quote, want someone else. But Joe Biden is determined to run. And take a listen. Even John King on CNN had this to say. This is a tough challenge if you're an incumbent president. Look at this number. Nearly three quarters of Americans say the country's going in the wrong direction. Joe Biden is asking for four more years. When 74 percent of Americans think the country's heading the wrong way, it's hard for the boss to say, give me four more years. This is a giant challenge for the president. This is a huge challenge for the president. So what do you think it is that really is reflecting these abysmal poll numbers? Is it the economy? Is it his lack of mental acuity? Is that a nice way to say it? Is it the border? Is it the fact of what's happened with Russia, Ukraine? You think about how we handle that. You think about China. There are so many issues. What about the spy balloon with China? I mean, there's a lot of things that I can point to. I haven't even talked about Afghanistan yet. That was probably one of the biggest blunders in American history, military blunders. There are so many issues that it's on and on and on. And yet, for some reason, this president says, I'm going for another term. And if you think that he can make it through a debate, I don't think he can make it through like a basic scripted question. We saw that the other day. Remember that he had the cheat sheet when he was there at the White House and they got the image of the question. It's basically the verbatim question. And he was still kind of like, uh, uh, uh. And it even had like a picture of like, here's Tony Blinken. Here's uh, Susan Rice. Here's your vice president. You are President Joe Biden. You live in the White House. It's located 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. You are standing next to the South Korean president. I mean, it is like it is really scary. And the White House was on total like damage control saying, oh, no, no, no. This is normal. That is not normal. I have covered the White House a long time. I've been in many a press room there at the White House, many meetings, many different press conferences. I've never seen a president like hold up a sign basically saying your name is and everybody else that you've known for decades, their name is blank. I mean, that's obscene. They would never do that for President Trump. You would hit highlights or points or whatever. But if you thought that was bad, take a listen to this. Here's another doozy. This one just came a little bit ago. President Biden at a campaign event, and you have to listen to this one. Turn, turn this primary from a campaign that's about negative attacks into one about what we're for, because we cannot get reelect. We cannot win this reelection. Excuse me. We can only reelect Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, 
my God. That was the way. We cannot win this re-election. We can only win. We can only elect Donald Trump. i got to play that back again because it is so bad. Um, I mean, he can't even get it out. We want to win. The I think we need to put a note in. Your name is Joe Biden. Your opponent probably is going to be President Trump. So you should not say elect President Trump. And by the way, don't call Kamala Harris president of the United States either while you're at it. Let's play it again because this one is a doozy. Turn, turn this primary from a campaign that's about negative attacks into one about what we're for because we cannot get reelect. We cannot win this reelection. Excuse me. We can only reelect Donald Trump. We can only reelect Donald Trump. Maybe that's what he really thinks. Maybe he's like, I really want to get out of that. You know, sometimes old people, they say what they're thinking. You know, like, I mean, they kind of like, it's like a, a unfiltered. Maybe he really wants to reelect Trump and it's Jill who's pushing him. And that's what this is. Maybe this is, that's the translation. Uh, boy, is that pathetic. There are so many things wrong. That is our president of the United States who says he is vigorous and he can't wait to run again. Are you kidding me? I hope he makes it through the next year and a half. Forget about the next term. Oh, my goodness. So that comes on the heels of when he was at the White House yesterday. So he's it was take your kids to work day. Somehow he didn't bring Hunter to work that day. But he does bring Hunter, by the way. Hunter's been hanging out at the White House every single day except take your kid to work day. That would have been the perfect time to only see him there. But he seems to be hiding out in the White House, according to multiple reports, so he can maybe escape subpoenas, according to different stories out there. But anyway, there is here he is. He's at the White House and he's with all these like young kids. And again, it's like, take your kid to work day. So the kids get to ask him a question. By the way, the kids got more questions in than the press conference that happened the day before with the leader of South Korea. You have one of the most pivotal countries right now, given all the dynamics that are happening with North Korea, of course, with China, all this stuff. There's so many questions. He only does two. We know for sure one of them was almost verbatim scripted. All right. So they're clearly orchestrated. At least that first one was right. So. He gets two questions there. And then now it's time for take your kid to work day at the White House. And the kids are asking, hey, ask me anything. Kids, he figures he can handle that one, right? Remember when he was in Dublin, the kids were asking me a question. He was like, "Uh uh-uh, and Hunter had to help him when he was over in Ireland. And remember, he was just in Ireland recently. So here's the question. you got to hear this one because somehow this president, Couldn't even figure out a basic question, it looks like, from maybe like a first grader. Listen to this one. The last country I've traveled, I'm thinking once with the last one I was in. I've I've been to 89, met with 89 heads of state so far. So uh, I'm trying to think, what was the last, where was the last place I was? It's hard to keep track. Um, I was, I I mean, yeah, you're right, Ireland. (laughs) That's where it was. First of all, there's so many things wrong with that. Ireland, he was just in Ireland. He was there for multiple days. It wasn't like a stopover, like for fueling or something. And it's also basically the country of his heritage. You know, like, you know, I'm Polish and Danish. So I would be so excited. Oh, yeah, I was in Poland. I was in Denmark. He couldn't even remember the country of his ancestries that he had just been to. And this is the guy who's going to be sitting across from Kim Jong-un or sitting across from Xi Jinping. I mean, this is crazy. This is unbelievable. 
And this is who we have as president of the United States who says he cannot wait to do another pass, that he is so sharp, he's so vigorous, he is so on the ball, he can't wait to do another pass. We are taking your calls on this. What do you make of this latest doozy, especially where he said we can only elect Donald Trump? Fire Donald Trump. I would just, all he has to do, Donald Trump, he doesn't have to cut any other campaign ads. All he has to do is just play that over and over and over again. He just got an endorsement from President Biden, who can't figure out one way. I mean, there's so many things wrong with that. That is like free advertising for President Trump. For the rest of the campaign, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm, line two. Norm, your thoughts about this? My thoughts are, hi, Rita. Before I begin, I just want to wish Stan from Forest Hills best wishes for a rapid and complete recovery from his illness. Absolutely. And by the way, Norm, in case people didn't hear last night, it was really touching. Stan called in and Stan was very emotional. We were all emotional. Um, and he said uh, that they found early stages of colon cancer. He called actually from a hospital check um, and said that they had a surgery. It sounded like the surgery went well. Um, but I was so moved to hear from Stan um, when he called. And and beautiful that you say that, Norm. We all wish him well. He's he has a you. He, you know he's he's a character. When I when I knew that he was back on the men, Norm, at the end of the call, he said he hopes he feels better so he can start arguing with me again soon. And he said he yeah. plans to be at that at that phase in about a week. So I look forward to arguing with him because I want him yes. to get better soon. He's he is a good guy, and I appreciate everybody's calls, as you know. And and of course, our thoughts and prayers are with Great Stan. Thank you for saying that, Norm. You're welcome. Okay, now let's uh, now on to Biden. Um, I look, uh, Rita, you you're hearing all his gaffes, all his mistakes, all his flubs. And I'm hearing it because I listen to WABC and uh, sometimes I watch Fox, uh, you know, over at friends' houses and things like that. But what scares me is I I don't think the average, like, for example, where I live here, I don't think I don't think my clients know anything about these flubs or gaffes, because when you put on Channel 2 or Channel 4, you know, NBC, CBS, they don't see that. They're not putting that on there. You know, that's a great point, Norm, because you're right. It's like the mainstream, many of folks in the liberal media, I shouldn't just say mainstream because uh, they're a mainstream conservative that definitely are showing it. But I will say that if you look at like MSNBC or CNN, you're right. It's like two different worlds. Like, like, you know, and in fact, uh, there was a commentator on today on I think it was MSNBC. I thought it was a comedian. I thought it was like like they were doing a rerun of Saturday Night Live because they were like, Biden is so vigorous. He's so this. I'm thinking, uh, which Biden are you talking about? You know, not yeah. not the 80 year old one. Right. And and it's not even right. age norm. What scares me about him is it's mental acuity, because I know some people who are in their 90s that are sharp as a tack. But he he is not it. I mean, if he can't even get he is on a campaign event. He just announced he should be skyrocketing polls right now. There should be such momentum and yet you even have RFK in the race who has 21 percent in an Emerson poll. I mean, you know, he's he's in trouble. And I think the country's in trouble with with his acuity. I really do. And that saddens me, Norm. But I'm seeing it more and more. Your thoughts real quick, Norm. Uh, my thoughts are, could you imagine if the media would actually expose these things, what his what his approval ratings would be? It would probably be 20 percent. 
Yeah, 1,000%. And listen, if it becomes so obvious at certain points, they will have to, um, Norm, because once he starts doing live speeches, if he ever gets to that, I mean, they're going to protect him and shelter him just like Mm -hmm. they did in the 2020 race. But if he starts doing like live, I don't think he's going to be able to make it through a campaign event without a major flub. And if he has to do a debate, I don't know how he's going to be able to handle that one. I mean, if he can't handle a basic campaign stump speech on the week of your launch and can't handle talking to kids on a basic question, um, I, you know, if, if he can get through a debate without a flub, I want whatever drugs he's taken because that's good stuff. <laughs> wow. Norm, thank you very much. And thank you for the nice message to Stan. I hope he's listening because definitely our thoughts and prayers are with him for sure and a speedy recovery. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. It's the Rita Cosby Show. So, President Biden just put it out at his campaign event that we can only elect Donald Trump. That's what he said after he fumbled and bumbled and scrumbled and... I don't even know what to make of it. It is the most like scrambled eggs statement that he has said. And he is really all over the place. And what's frightening is he is the leader of the free world. How much trouble are we in? And do you think he can make it even on the campaign trail with coherency, let alone run another term, which he claims he can't wait to do? 1-800-848. Nine two two two. Let's go to Jacqueline, line five. Jacqueline, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Uh, my buddy Norm stole a little bit of my thunder. I also wanted to wish Stan well, and I'll be praying for him and looking forward to engaging in verbal battles with him as he makes his uh, his recovery. Absolutely, over. absolutely. Thank you for saying that, Jacqueline. I know he appreciates. It was very emotional. Were you, I am sure yeah. you heard last night when he called. I, I was yeah. so emotional, and he was yeah. too. Yeah, I, I felt very bad, and, you know, we have our verbal digs at one another, and we have our differences of opinion, um, but that's okay. That's that's what makes this world an interesting place, and if it wasn't for that, it would be very boring. Absolutely, and I always appreciate his comments and his thoughts, and, and he's always a lot of fun, you know, yeah. and, and I always appreciate hearing from everybody, and, and beautiful to you to say that, Jacqueline, too. Well, to get to my point, Rita, regarding President Trump, in my opinion, I don't think he should debate because, as he so eloquently stated, um, he, he they're never fair to him. No matter who the moderator is, they're never fair to him. And as long as he remains uh, the leading Republican candidate, I don't see any reason for him to engage in any type type of debate. Um, regarding the current occupant of the White House, if the United States wasn't in such a dangerous situation because of his lack of leadership and his poor choices and bad decisions, it would actually make for great comedy. But, um, you know, because of him and his administration, we're now the laughing stock of the world, and we're no longer seen and respected as the leader of the free world. And if they don't realize it yet, 
um, the rest of the world better wake up and realize that they are in very real danger. Yeah, no, that's a great point, because if we're not leading, the world uh, doesn't have sort of the beacon, if you will. I mean, the U.S. always takes the lead. The U.S. is always at the helm. And you know, it's interesting. I mean, I, I, you know, President Trump said that to me and John Katsimatidis that he didn't think he should debate if he's so far ahead. On the other hand, I will contend, I think Biden needs to debate because his... It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, where we honor our great law enforcement and their families, a really powerful story coming from New York City, where top NYPD brass including Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell, joined families of fallen NYPD officers this week in Battery Park City to remember those who made the ultimate sacrifice through the unveiling of a memorial wall. The memorial wall is located on Liberty Street and South End Avenue in Lower Manhattan. And the New York City Battery Park Gardens Memorial Wall for 9-11 heroes that have passed away and added to that wall, it was dedicated this past week with many more names. The wall includes names of those first responders who came down with subsequent 9-11 cancers as a result of their service at a time when their city needed them the most. And one of them that was added this week, there were 77 new names that were added. And one of them was the wife of a dear friend of mine, uh, Audrey Patricia Capra. She was the beloved wife of Rory Capra, retired NYPD officer. And she was officially honored with her name added to this very, very powerful memorial this week. And the memorial wall, by the way, was first dedicated initially at Battery Park City on October 20th, 1997. It honors those who put their oath and commitment to public safety before themselves. The wall has over a thousand men and women whose names, life and legacy will forever be remembered and are part of the history of New York City and of this country. And again, it's located on Liberty Street and South End Avenue in Lower Manhattan. I encourage anybody who comes to the city or if you live in the city, come by, look at the names, reflect on their incredible commitment to serve and protect the citizenry of New York and our country and remember them for generations to come. And again, go by and see the name of Audrey Patricia Capra, beloved wife of my dear friend, and a good friend of all of us at 77 WABC, retired NYPD, Rory Capra. We love you and we appreciate your service, your wife's service, and of course, all of you who serve this incredible, great country. Well, we are talking, of course, about President Biden and President Trump who are out on the campaign trail. And President Trump was in rare form. He was in Manchester, New Hampshire, the Granite State. Of course, that's a key place. Uh, that is the key primary state. Of course, it kicks off really the primary season. You've got the Iowa caucus. You got New Hampshire. You got South Carolina. And he was there. And of course, he couldn't help but take jabs at President Biden. Take a listen. Biden announced his presidential campaign by, get this, a prepackaged video 
I was going to do that for you today. I'll do a little video, send it up to New Hampshire. You wouldn't have been very happy about that. But when you're running for president, you, you think at least one time you'd get up and say, I'm running for president. Uh, where, where am I going? Where the hell am I going? I want to get out. Oh, no, over there, over there. A prepackaged video that took supposedly seven takes to get it right, if right is what you want to call it. In it, he says he's running because Trump and MAGA pose a threat to democracy. Can you believe it? Got to explain. MAGA is make America great again, right? No, no threat there. No, it's uh, Biden who poses the threat to democracy because he is grossly incompetent, has no idea what he's doing, and basically he doesn't have a clue. And that's a very bad position to put our country in. Our country is in very, very dangerous, in a very dangerous position right now. Very, very dangerous. And speaking of dangerous, things are heating up for the Biden family. We know that on Monday, Hunter is supposed to be in court in Arkansas, by the way. It's on a paternity suit. But the woman who is suing him for basically child support, it's interesting. She says she needs him to come in court and the judges ordered him to be there to say, is the laptop real? Because he apparently doesn't want to give her as much money as she thinks she deserves for child support. There was a DNA test of a baby And apparently it is his baby, according to the DNA test. So he was giving some money. She said, it's not enough. I know you make more. We need more money to take care of this kid. And guess what happened? Uh, He said, I'm indigent. I'm indigent. Have you seen the bank records that James Comer and all those people are looking through? There's a lot of stuff in there. And James Comer says he's going to have a blockbuster report either next week or the following week, potentially, with the information about big money coming from Hunter Biden deals going to at least 12 Biden family members. So she's seeing all these headlines that we all are, that all this money is coming in, and yet apparently Hunter Biden doesn't have any money to pay for this child, which is really sad. I mean, this it's a four-year-old girl. It's a little girl. And again, the DNA tests are showing it. So he's claiming he's indigent for child support, but he seems to be able to somehow get a lot of money from these deals coming in. And then it goes to all these shell companies. So things are really, really heating up big time in a big, big way for Hunter Biden. And then, of course, as I mentioned, there's all these other separate investigations going in. And we know that this week he also he and his attorneys met with the DOJ, that they were there and meeting, talking about the investigation that's going on in that front. So things are definitely heating up. There are even reports that he could potentially even be indicted soon. So things are getting really, really tough. And because of that, Donald Trump says he has now changed his name, essentially, for who he says is the big guy. This is going to be a major Announcement. Are you ready? Is everybody ready? I will be retiring the name Crooked from Hillary Clinton 
and her moniker. And I'm going to give her a new name. I don't know, like maybe Lovely Hillary or Beautiful Hillary. But I'm going to retire the name Crooked so that we can use the name for Joe Biden because he'll be known from now on as Crooked Joe Biden. You would think that Hillary would be very happy today. She'll be, I think she'll be, she's out there someplace celebrating. Because there's never been anyone in the history of American politics so crooked or dishonest as Joe Biden. Wow. So now it's going to be crooked Joe Biden. And it sure looks like the GOP is at least zeroing in on a number of things. We'll see where the, where it goes. But next week, we may find out from Hunter's own mouth that the laptop, yes, indeed, is real, which the FBI authenticated and a number of others, but Hunter is yet to do so. And maybe he might have to reveal the money trail. So all of this stuff could actually lead to something really explosive and could reveal some really troubling trends in the Biden family. So is that part of the reason you think that Joe Biden is dwindling in the polls? Uh, is that the reason he's just like, uh, 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 remember, he called Hunter the smartest guy he knows. And I guess he probably is. I guess the drugged out Hunter probably is the smartest guy he knows after that statement that we just heard what Joe Biden said on the campaign trail. I think even Hunter in his crack state would have been able to speak more coherently. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Greg. On line eight, Greg, your thoughts about all this? Hi, Rita. Uh, you got to try and give Joe Biden a break here. He's got a lot on his mind. He's stealing money from all these countries. He's got to pay attention to what's coming in, where it's going. He's got to keep an eye on a dozen, at least a dozen of his family members who are probably stealing a little money from him here and there. He's got to pay attention to all of that. He's got retirement plans. He's probably- <laughs> you know what, Greg? That's a lot of pressure. You're right. There's a lot. There's a lot of things to juggle there. <laughs> yeah, he can't keep it tricky. And he's a he's a senator. He can't. Oh, wait a minute. He's the president. I'm sure he forgets from time to time what he is. But he can't keep a track on of all the, all the money that he's stealing and where he's going and do a job at the same time. That's that's just too much for one person. you got to give the guy a break. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you're right, especially keeping track of all the stuff tied to Hunter alone. Uh, that's enough oh, to keep your mind preoccupied. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, wait a minute, Hunter, now you have a child. Um, and in yeah. fact, in fact, did you see this moment, Greg, where um, at the White House, too, the other day, they were asking him, how many grandkids do you have? And yeah. he was like, um, I have. And then where do they live? I mean, even the ones that he sees all the time, he's like, uh, 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 uh. And of course, he he yeah. doesn't even mention that he's got now another one that is, uh, yeah. you know, that is uh, yet to uh, be brought into the family. But this is a family guy. Remember that, Greg? Yeah. Well, you you ask him how much money China's been paying him over the years, and he'll know to the penny how much that is. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They're asking the wrong questions, Greg. Thank you very, very much. Let's go to Tony in Daytona Beach, line seven. Go ahead, Tony. Yes. Hello, Rita. Uh, First time caller, long time listener. Oh, that's great. I'm so thrilled. Yes. uh, I think the Bidens and the Democrats are willing to poison America with their 
ideology of what we should be. Uh, that includes hiding his son's improprieties and his improprieties because they have been involved in politics for so long that we common Americans who just go to work every day, we have no idea what they're doing in Washington, D.C. This man, as old as he is, as uh you know, he doesn't identify with everyday things. However, he knows to protect his family. I think it's poisoning America. And that's all I have to offer. You know, you know, you know it's an interesting, your point also, Tone, about the fact that he is, uh, they've been in politics a long time. I mean, we just saw one of the dirtiest tricks that's coming from the former CIA director who revealed that it was uh Biden's longtime buddy, who's now the Secretary of State, uh, Tony Blinken, uh, helped get that letter with the 51 Intel experts signing the letter that just Biden happened to pull out during the debate. You know, oh, yeah, 51 Intel agents as if they did it on their own. And it turns out that it was basically spearheaded, according to the CIA guy at the time. Uh, It was spearheaded by the Biden team. So who knows what kind of other tricks that we just haven't uncovered because that was a pretty detailed one. So there's probably a lot more out there. And you're right, Tone. It's sort of a part of a big plan. And it sounds like they've had a lot of time to do the planning. Tone, thanks so much. And I'm glad that you called in. Enjoy beautiful Daytona Beach. Let's go to Larry, line five from Brooklyn. Go ahead, Larry. Yeah, Rita, you know, one thing I don't understand is uh, why there is such a lack of accuracy about Biden's mental condition. I just heard Trump Say he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't. He's incompetent. Uh, then Rudy today was his his program was about how Biden didn't know where his last trip abroad was, and then he concluded by saying he's mentally ill. He's neither. The guy, his memory is shot because he's eighty years old. It's senility. This is what happens to old people. Now that's dangerous enough in and of itself because if he's if he's in a negotiation with a hostile, uh, let's say, superpower. And he forgets what that what that president said the previous day. He could get us into World War Three if he if his it's enough of a defect. Why can't people just say the man senile? His memory is shot. He will not be able to debate with a with a memory that's shot because he won't be able to recall what the guy said five minutes before. He'll say, "What was the question?" That's why, Larry. That's why- I think he needs to debate. Um, in that case, because I think if it is that bad, we need to see it. We can't have another Fetterman, you know, I mean, and we're already sort of seeing it clearly. I mean, look what I played today that we just heard that about the campaign event. I mean, that is a stunning comment. I mean, I've heard some real doozies, but that one is one of the worst ones that I think I have actually heard the president say, especially he's on the campaign trail. His mission is to sell people to vote for him. I mean, and he just announced a few days before. I mean, that is, to me, that is just, it is shocking. And it's, like you just said, it's really scary because what if he is sitting next to a Putin or, you know, a China, some of these, North Korea, and says the wrong thing or can't remember? Or what if he's not supposed to say something? Because the other thing I've noticed him of late, he also makes a comment sometimes, and it's something that he shouldn't be saying. Like sometimes it's like he kind of blurts out, and you wonder, again, it's sort of like sometimes an old person has no filter. 
you know, and uh, so sometimes he blurts things out. I'm worried that he's either going to say completely the wrong thing, won't remember it or just says whatever or says what he's not supposed to say and say, hey, by the way, the nuclear code is, you know, Vlad, here you go. Oh, yeah, sure. And then he won't even remember that he gave it to him. I mean, there it is a really scary situation, Larry. And the problem is the sad thing is that the Democrats keep continuing to say, oh, yeah, he's vigorous. He's fit to serve. Why do you think that they keep pushing him across on the country? Why do you think Jill Biden continues to kind of like walk him across on the, you know, on the stage? Why is that real quick, Larry? Well, I think I think basically he's he's perpetuating this, you know, his presidency in order to stay out of trouble. And if you look at, you know, if you look at maybe the reason Ron McClay, uh, uh, Rod claim uh, uh, he resigned is because there's a shadow there's a shadow government and he didn't want to be associated with it when they line up the firing squad. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But you know, do you think um, you think that he's staying there to what uh, to protect Hunter so he could pardon him? What other reason? What other reason? Yeah, that's a good one. And to protect himself too. Yeah, you're right. I pardon myself and the entire Biden family in one big blanket pardon. Can you? That's an awfully big pardon. It looks like uh, it's like uh, the whole Biden Christmas tree by uh, what Comer is saying these days. Larry, thank you very much. Everybody, we're going to continue with your calls. What do you make? Larry just says he is senile and they need to admit it and he needs to stop essentially running for the good of the country because it is just way too dangerous. What are your thoughts, everybody? Joe Biden, again, with his lowest approval rating, and boy, he keeps coming up with these doozies. 1-800-848-9222, and you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. Well, I don't think Biden will be dancing all night. The latest word is, by the way... That his typical schedule, according to the White House, is 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., that they don't like to plan anything before 10 a.m. or after 4 p.m. That is a six-hour day. That's just five days a week because he takes off on weekends. That's a 30-hour work week for the president of the United States. Boy, is this scary. And that fits basically his campaign strategy. This is Mark Thiessen. Of course, he was a Bush speechwriter. And Mark says that he believes that Biden is going to do the same strategy that he did in 2020. And he thinks that that's what will be the winning strategy for him, at least to get the nomination. Take a listen. He's going to follow the basement strategy. It's just instead of the basement in Delaware, it's going to be the basement of the White House. Uh, he's he's going to let uh, he, he's he's he ran against Donald Trump by letting Donald Trump in 2020 be the focus of the uh, of the campaign and turn it into a referendum on Donald Trump. And that's his strategy. Uh, going into uh, 2024. That's his strategy going into 2024. So will it work or is it just so obvious by the mistakes that we keep hearing over and over again? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dom in Minnesota online to Dom. Your thoughts about this, my friend. Yeah, Rita, happy Friday. Um, You know, I mainly call to withstand my best for a speedy recovery. And uh, Stan, I know you're listening. So here goes. You and I have a lot to fight about for another 50 plus years. So take care, get well soon, so we can yell at each other on the greatest talk show on radio. 
Oh. I get it off my chest. By the way, <laughs> I love that for two reasons. First off, because how beautiful we are all, you know, thinking of Stan, of course, who uh, talked publicly yesterday on the show uh, that it was discovered he had colon cancer and had a successful surgery. Thank goodness. And uh, we're all, you know, praying for him tremendously. And I also like the fact that you said the best talk show, too. So you can't go wrong with that, Dom. <laughs> I'm, just speak, I'm just speaking the truth. <laughs> uh, well, I always love hearing from you and from Stan, too. And I, I think he sounded like at the end he couldn't wait to come back and start sparring with us verbally again soon. And we can't wait to hear him. So thank you, Dom. That's really beautiful. Yeah. So, Rhea, every time I listen to Trump, I'm more magnified by the minute. So maybe Trump should call Joe Jelly Bean Joe because China and the world already know he's crooked. Everybody knows he's crooked because he's not keeping it a secret. But on, on nobody on the Democratic side, including his loving, quote-unquote, loving wife, gives a damn about stumbling, bumbling Joe. Because Joe Biden is not running for office. His deadbeat dad, Hunter, is running to hide out from the law and continue to father illegitimate children on the top of his lap. <laughs> well, and and by, the, by the way, poor Joe's got a lot. Can you imagine that it may be this poor child who is not getting apparently barely any money mm-hmm. from Hunter, yep. that this might be what gets him to have to admit the Hunter Biden laptop's real and might even expose uh, a lot of the money trail? I mean, isn't that is I mean the irony, or you know, of all the searches that are going on, uh, the mother of this child may be the one who opens the floodgates. What are your thought about that, Dom? Because if that happens, that's the only reason I can believe that our justice system is fair. Otherwise, I'm not going to put a lot of trust in it because that's got to. So you know, I'm going to talk to call up Nancy and say, "Hey, Nancy, you said nobody's about the law. How come?" <laughs> good point good point dom thanks so much great to talk with you and thank you for the beautiful words too i'm sure stan is tuning in and we love you stan and hope you feel better very very soon everybody stay with us on the calls we're going to keep talking about this and also maybe the only thing scarier than joe biden is kamala harris and also curtis lee was going to join us in the next hour to talk about a new york city councilwoman anti-cop it's the rita cosby show i know your name is rita because your perfume smelling sweet since when i saw you down on the well crime is skyrocketing across this country and one of the latest cases in the big apple a New York City subway rider stabbed with an ice pick in an unprovoked attack. There have been so many cases of crime. And this is at a time where police are leaving forces across America in droves. I mean, most departments across this country are having such a voluminous amount of early retirements. And people have just said, I'm fed up or they're leaving to go to Florida. There's places across the country they are offering money and everything else. Basically, keep them here. We need more cops. And that's why this story is so disturbing. And later on in the hour, uh, we're going to have Guardian Angels founder and WABC host Curtis Lee was going to join us. And he's going to talk about how he blew the lid on the story of a far leftist, left of the left of the left, New York City Council member Tiffany Caban. 
uh, exposing what she put online, basically, on social media, showing a pamphlet of how police are harmful, basically, to society and why you should not necessarily trust police, that they're not always nice. And this was a pamphlet for kids. I mean, this is crazy. Who would ever be promoting this kind of rhetoric, especially young children, at a time where crime is so bad across this country at any time? Is that the kind of thing that kids should be looking at? It's nothing that adults should be looking at. So we're going to talk about that. Curtis Lewa with the Guardian Angels going to be joining us in about a half an hour from now to talk about this and this big expose of this woman who is left of the left in the New York City Council. What is she doing and why are there still people like that that are in New York City and other far left cities basically across this country? And you're seeing a comparison here. Crime is skyrocketing. Most of the indexes are going up, 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 violent crimes. And then you have people like this who basically say, you know what? You shouldn't trust cops. They're not that nice. You know, you got to be suspicious of them. You got to worry about them. Think about how that affects if a young child gets that. What a disaster. It's bad enough for anybody. The disparagement that police are going through and the tough times that they're going through right now. This is outrageous. We're going to talk about that. And I'll also take your calls on that coming up again in about half an hour. Curtis Lewa with the Guardian Angels talking all about this and trying to blow the lid on hopefully others that are trying to basically send a message that police are not here to protect all of us, which they certainly are. And we need more of them. And they need to know that we have their back and we appreciate them. And not to teach especially young kids not to trust cops, not to like cops. To come back. How about that scene? Remember the little little kid not that long ago? And he was like swearing at the cop and saying the worst things and pushing the cop and saying, yeah, this is what I was basically told. Obviously, he was told it by his parents. I mean, I, I mean, you got to teach kids at a young age to respect police, appreciate police, not to do the opposite. It's bad enough what they're hearing in the home. And then you're going to have a city council member doing that. Unbelievable. We're going to talk about that later on in the hour. And of course, Most of the Democrats now are like, we never really said defund the police. That's one thing that Biden keeps saying. We never said that. And remember that Kamala Harris, during all the stuff, the, quote, summer of love that was happening in 2020, she was donating to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which was the fund that was bailing out the rioters and the protesters and the looters. So she has been just, I think, disastrous in so many ways for this country and also Just as we're talking about delivery, we talked about Joe Biden's terrible stumble and bumble just a few hours ago saying, uh, 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 elect me, don't elect me, uh, elect President Trump. I mean, that was a mess. And if you think that that is bad, Kamala Harris, remember, at every turn, we call her cackles because at every turn she seems to laugh at the most inappropriate times. She laughed when she was in Poland and she was standing there next to the president of Poland saying, Oh, you know, yeah, millions of refugees. You know, it's hilarious. And then when people are like, are you going to go to the border? Ah, you know, I'll get there sometime. Ha, ha, ha. I mean, to me, she has been so inappropriate. And then her, you know, the circle back of the this, of the that. It's like, it is so, so frightening. And that's why it's interesting in the conversation that we're having about Joe Biden's competency. This is sure to come up. 
because a lot of times, you know, the vice president who goes out on the campaign trail, they're a lot of times an afterthought. You know, sometimes they help the ticket. Most times they just don't hurt the ticket, you know. But in this case, because of Joe Biden's age and particularly because of his incompetence in terms of articulation and the fact that he definitely is slowing down, many people are looking at Kamala Harris and saying, you know, gosh, if something were to happen with Joe Biden, uh, obviously she would be next in line. She's a heartbeat away from the presidency. And do we want this woman to potentially step in if Joe can't fill the slot? Say he has to step down. He doesn't have good health. Something happens to him. God forbid. Uh, would she be capable to step in, whether it were to happen now or if he were to get reelected? And Nikki Haley, of course, former governor of South Carolina and ambassador uh, under the Trump administration and now current candidate for president on the GOP side. Uh, This is what she had to say. She didn't pull any punches this week. And this is making tons of headlines. I think that we can all be very clear and, and say with a matter of fact that if you vote for Joe Biden, you really are counting on a President Harris because the idea that he would make it until 86 years old is not um is not something that I think is likely. It's why I've continued to say we need to have mental competency tests up until the state, you know, starting at 75, just to make sure that these people deciding our national security, deciding our economic policy, deciding what happens to our kids in schools, it matters. She doesn't think Joe Biden, even if he were to get reelected, would be able to serve out his full term. Do you want Kamala Harris? So the only thing worse than Joe Biden Could that be cackles? Well, listen to another South Carolinian, Senator Tim Scott, who formed an exploratory committee, sort of one step into potentially running for president himself. Take a listen. The only thing worse than a Joe Biden presidency is a Kamala Harris presidency. Remember, Brian, she's the one that told us that the border was secure. It is unsafe, insecure and wide open. It has led to 70,000 Americans losing their lives because of fentanyl, more than six million illegal crossings. I can't think of a worse person to take over after Joe Biden. The good news is it won't happen. In 2024, the White House will be in control by the Republican Party. The Great Opportunity Party will win in 2024. So now, if you dare criticize Kamala Harris, this is the other thing. It always goes back to the race card with her. It seems like everything with her is race. Remember, we talked about police. After everything happened with Derek Chauvin, who, by the way, I think was Obviously, a bad cop, what he did there with George Floyd. I mean, there's no question. The other, they did not act responsibly. But she went back to race. She went back to basically smearing all police, saying that a good bunch of them are basically racist. Everything is always race. And so now Ron Klain, he is now the former chief of staff for Joe Biden. He came out swinging, defending Harris. And listen to what he said to maybe justify her very low poll numbers. Well, I do think sexism and racism are are, are part of the problem, no question about it. I think that, you know, she just hasn't had the right, she, she hasn't gotten the credit for all that she's done. She hasn't gotten the credit for all she has done, saying it is sexism and racism if you criticize her. Well, I want to play Emily Campagno. This is Cut 22. And Emily came back today. She was on Fox. And this is what she had to say about Ron Klain. You know, when Ron Klain says 
well, sexism and racism are part of the problem. He says she hasn't gotten credit for what she's done. The issue is evidenced by the fact that no one is able to articulate what she's done. Give me specificity and an articulable accomplishment that she has done that has bettered America in any in any one of the what six, seven titles that she has. I haven't seen one yet and they haven't either. That's why they're unable to articulate it. But don't forget, it's just about her skin or her gender. Yeah, it all comes down to that. Like you're criticizing her. And you know that there were discussions, there had to be discussions at the White House, should we get rid of Kamala Harris on the ticket? Everybody was wondering, are we going to see her on the ad when he released his ad on Monday? Remember, at 6 a.m. when he hadn't woken up because he doesn't get up till 10 a.m., remember, every day, as we heard from Axios this week. Um, but so when she came out on the video, it was like, oh, oh, I guess she is on the ticket because she's been the border czar. She's been the czar of all these different things. And is there anybody out there that thinks she's done a good job with the border? Heck no. That's putting it nicely. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ. Line 7. BJ, your thoughts. Good evening, Rita. Thanks for having me. Listen, this is why I get uh, disturbed with the Republican Party and frustrated. We clearly have grounds for a 25th Amendment proceeding against both Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. Article 2, Section 1, Clause 6 speaks to the inability of them to fulfill their powers and duties. But wait, BJ, so, BJ, are you talking about a twofer? You're talking about a, what, a 50th Amendment there. You're talking about toppling it. <laughs> and, and I have nothing against people of, of certain years. I'm in admiration and awe, for instance, of Alan Dershowitz, 84 years old. The guy's writing books left and right. The guy is sharper than sharp. And, and you know, so... It just happens in different people. Now, I don't know what Kamala's story is, but I don't know. There's either one or two things going on there, in my opinion. And this is just my opinion. But I couldn't see her seriously taking over that office. So that's why I suggest both of them really, uh, they're just, they're, they're unfit for office. Joe Biden doesn't know where he is. I'm sorry. And I'm not saying this out of cruelty because, uh, you know, I, I think it's very sad to watch a man was saunder about the stage like this. He couldn't even remember he was in Ireland a couple of weeks ago. And he just has an inability to articulate any type of thoughts. He's good for a little bit. I don't know what happens. They give him a shot of B12 maybe or maybe Prevagen. And, and the next thing you know, he's out of it. He's, he's talking about chocolate chip ice cream during a mass shooting. So Yeah, by the, um, by the way, is, BJ, I'm glad you brought up that because – that, to me, was the weirdest and most inappropriate moment when when it was right after that horrible shooting that happened um, in uh, Nashville. And it was, I mean, obviously one of the most horrible and heartbreaking moments, you know, all those young kids and adults who were killed. And he comes out and makes a statement at the White House and everyone's thinking, you know, of course, he's you know, going to probably we knew at some point go to gun control and make it political, which he always does. It's and. And then he said he didn't want to harden schools. But before I even got to any of that, BJ, he comes out and he's laughing with the crowd and joking about ice cream. It's like he forgot that he was supposed to be talking about a shooting. And then somebody was probably in the back going, cut, 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 or like shooting, you know, like giving him a hand sign or something. Or maybe he finally looked at his cue cards and he started talking. But to me, how troubling and how utterly disturbing and it makes you wonder, what is he like in a meeting with a bad actor? And I mean, you know, that was a friendly room. 
Um, and clearly they had time to script questions and answers. God forbid something really tenuous is there. And that's why, I mean, you know, I, I was joking about the nuclear codes, but it really isn't a joke. If he's sitting across from Putin and it's maybe just the two of them in the room and sometimes it ends up being just two people in the room or maybe one other person, that other person has to sit right near Joe and basically hurry up and put tape on his mouth if he's about to say something that he shouldn't say. You know, I mean, it's frightening. And if I'm a bad actor, not only am I going to, like, try to take advantage and get him to slip and say something, I'm also, sadly, would take advantage of this moment. And that saddens me. I certainly hope they don't because I love this country and I want him to do well. He's our president because I want America to do well. But you know what? It scares me of the kind of bad actors and the complexities that are out there. I mean, we're talking about nuclear war this is scary stuff when you're dealing with Putin and all these things that are going on. And you got, you know, North Korea, you got China thinking about moving in on Taiwan. I mean, there are so many of these really difficult, very detailed, complex things and very sensitive where the wrong word uh, gets taken out of context. And this guy can't even make a normal sentence. You know, uh, dog jumps over fence. That would be hard for him. And that really saddens me. And it's a stunning moment, B.J., Really, really stunning. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. What do you think also of Kamala Harris? And people are now defending and saying, don't beat up on Kamala. It looks like they're trying to groom her as Biden's backup. Does that make you think, boy, I can't wait for that ticket? 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the perfect song to now. I want to play that comment again from Joe Biden. It is making tons of headlines. He thought he was right, but he's wrong. And boy, this one's a doozy. Here he is on the campaign stump. And a few hours ago, I think he said what maybe we're all thinking. Take a listen. Turn, turn this primary from a campaign that's about negative attacks into one about what we're for, because we cannot get reelected. We cannot win this re-election. Excuse me. We can only re-elect Donald Trump. <laughs> we can only re-elect Donald Trump. I, I think he just has to keep playing that over and over again. There's Donald Trump's campaign ad. What is going on with our president? And he is now at an all-time low, 37% approval rating. That is a stunning number for an incumbent president who just announced he's going to run Again, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to John, line four. John, your thoughts about all this? Yeah, I was watching his speech out in the yard reading his cue cards. And if you notice, the president of South Korea was sitting there. He was kind of almost laughing, just kind of rolling his eyes, saying, this guy's out of it. Yeah, and you know what, John? The sad reality is you're right. Because anybody who's standing next to him is going, oh, get you know, what's going on? And thank goodness that guy's an ally. Can you imagine if it was the president of North Korea? Remember, Donald Trump met him at the DMZ and was talking with him about very complex issues. Can you imagine what North Korea's thinking and Putin's thinking and China's thinking? 
Uh, that's the sad part about all of this. And, and that, and, and he's the one who says, oh, you know, Donald Trump brought us down in the world, uh, the world stage. Uh, the world, sadly, I think, is laughing right now. And that is really heartbreaking because that is not good news for America. Uh, let's go to Robert, line six. Robert, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. I believe that Biden has Alzheimer's. Now, why do you think so? Why do you think so? My uncle had Alzheimer's, and I saw firsthand what it does to people. I was helping my mother care for him. You lose all associations in your brain to people, places, things, events, faces, memories, and you, your brain tries to bring them back together, and it can't. And, you know, Robert, and Robert, you know what, I and I have compassion for I, you may very well be right, because I know people who have had Alzheimer's close to me. And and you're right. It very well may be right, um, which is why I think he shouldn't be leading the free world, let alone, you know, let alone hanging out at sixteen hundred. I mean, if you're sitting there and he can't live up to par, it is such a tough job to be president. I actually have such compassion for anybody who wants to be president because it is the most difficult job to be head of the United States. And you look about, you look at like, remember when Obama went in? He was like, you know, young and spry and doing best. He had like all gray hair by the time he was gone. Same thing with Clinton. Same thing with, you know, Bush. Every single president who goes in, it ages you. It's a tough job. It is a long day. There's unbelievable stress. You're reading the intel reports every day about uh, things that we never hopefully ever, you know, ever learn about, you know, because... There are so many things. So you got to be A game. You can't have uh, a B or D or E game. Great points, Robert. Let's go to Alan real quick. Line eight. Go ahead, Alan. Uh, good good morning. Uh, I mean, good evening. Is it past midnight? Not yet. Um, I, I just have a, a few quick thoughts. When it comes to voting for a candidate, my first red flag is if a candidate focuses on how horrible his opponent is or how stupid his opponent is. Don't tell me how horrible uh, your opponent is. Tell me how good you are. and, And by the way, Alan, you bring up a great point because right now both of them are basically the leading candidates. Obviously, Biden and Trump on the other side are just kind of throwing barbs at each other. Trump's obviously throwing barbs also at DeSantis. Um, but it will be nice to get to the point where we can hear exactly what they want to do. I will say Trump, when I spoke with him earlier in the week, when John Katsimatidis and I did, he did lay out some of the plans that he does want to do. But look, Biden's guilty of that big time. He was uh, swinging. It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great military and their families, a beautiful story coming from Maine, but with ties to New York. Uh, One county veteran and author is to be honored this month by having his story permanently entered into the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. Raynaud Gavin, who is a business leader in Maine, a Vietnam veteran, he's also the author of a book called A Soldier's Heart, The Three Wars of Vietnam, is being honored later this month with an interview and a speech at West Point that will see his story entered into the Academy's permanent oral history library. 
53 years after serving in the U.S. Army, he felt compelled to share his experiences and struggles in coping with his longstanding PTSD from the war. Now, by the way, as a 22-year-old newly enlisted soldier from Maine, he attributes his PTSD to his mission in Vietnam. He worked as an X-ray tech in a mortuary tasked with documenting the fatal wounds of soldiers as part of the scarcely known Wound Data and Munitions Effectiveness Team. Uh, They did countless autopsies. They saw many bodies study the wounds and the ammo that was being used and what it did to the body and the ramifications of those wounds. All of them were documented, and the information would ultimately go into modifying the critical equipment and medical procedures for American warfighters. And the modifications, by the way, went on to save countless lives through the innovation of the Kevlar body armor. And he says, because of all of this, I decided I need to write down about this mission because it wasn't covered anywhere. He also says, despite the emotional and mental challenges that have haunted him since 1969, he feels now at peace, hoping to share what he did and what he learned with other veterans and survivors of post-traumatic stress disorder and how powerful that his story is going to be entered into the oral history library at the very prestigious West Point. Well, you know how much I love our men and women in law enforcement, and I get so fed up when I hear these members of Congress and also local politicians in New York and elsewhere across the country basically saying, defund the police. And here is one of them. Who could forget this? This is Democratic Congresswoman Cori Bush of St. Louis, Missouri. Being the color of their skin, uh, making them an automatic threat to law enforcement. And since we don't have that in this country and people have been trying to figure it out for so long, you know what? My push is that we defund our police departments. And I know people don't want to hear, oh, we don't want to talk about defunding. But when we talk, I want people to be clear about what I mean when I say defunding the police. I'm saying demilitarize. And this is Corey. I'm not speaking for the entire Black Lives Matter movement. But when I say defund the police... I'm saying that our militarized police force uh, forces across this country, I'm saying $150,000 spent on an MRAP or $300,000. I'm saying tear gas and rubber bullets and stockpiling SWAT gear. I'm saying noise munitions. She, the list goes on and on. And now this one is a doozy, a big headline in the New York Post, talking about a left of the left of the left New York City Councilwoman Tiffany Caban, who is under fire because not that long ago, I mean, it was a few years ago, but she posted on her social media an anti-cop kids pamphlet, basically how they should handle cops and not favorable to police. Are you kidding me? Well, the person who blew the lid on it all is with us here. He is, of course, the founder of the Guardian Angels. He also hosts an awesome show on WABC for the WABC listeners. Curtis Lee was going to be on right after me and take you through the night. And the one and only Curtis Lee joins me here in studio. Curtis, this is shocking. When you and I were talking about it earlier, I was like, for kids? What was? How did you find out about this, first of all? But we have a candidate now, uh, Kelly Klingman, who has uh, won the right to run as a Republican against uh, Tiffany Caban, who is the mini-me to AOC all-out crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She is the leader of the Democratic Socialists. But let's be honest, if given a choice, 
of being a Democrat or a socialist, these folks would choose socialism. Uh, they adhere to uh, uh, Bernie the Altacaucus Sanders, who has never been a registered Democrat in his entire life. They're pure socialists. So, so they should be what they are instead of trying to infiltrate and take over uh, the Democratic Party from moderate Democrats. So we're figuring we live in New York City. You can fit all the Republicans into a closet. You can fit all the <laughs> Democrats into Yankee Stadium, City Field, Barkley, uh, and also Madison Square Garden. Still need some room. So it's clear that you got to get moderate Democrats to scrape the barnacles off their backside and defeat these cop haters who not only want to defund the police, but they want to remove police and they want to close prisons. And that's a small element of their party, but it's a very vocal element. They organize. They know how to win primaries. They've scared off moderate Democrats. We saw what they did in Chicago. I remember uh, listening to yourself and John Katsimatidis, the winner of the preliminary round, a guy named Voss, the moderate Democrat. Everybody thought, yeah, Vallis, oh, Vallis. Vallis, right. oh, he's going to win. Slam dunk. And all the socialists from around the country, led by Bernie Sanders and AOC, all out crazy. They flooded into Chicago. They went door knocking, house to house, project to project. And their socialists won. Yeah, Johnson. You, you know, by the way, who put in a million bucks from the National Teachers Union. Right. Randy Weingart. Yeah, put in there. But it was bucks. really good old fashioned retail politics that got him elected. And look, subsequent to that, we thought that Beetlejuice, the former mayor, Lightfoot, Lightweight, whatever a name, was bad. But this guy Johnson is worse. He's worse, and he even basically uh, sanctioned, if you will, the teens protesting. Remember, protesting, if you will, pulling people out of the buses, beating up on people. He's like, it's not nice to demoralize young teens who are just basically letting off a little steam. I mean, it's incredible. And that's why it's important, by the way, Curtis, teaching young people to respect police. When you and I were growing up, I wouldn't have dared ever insulting a police officer. I had such, I still have such, you know, I go, you and I, whenever we see police officers, you know, we, we both love them. Sure. We'll, we'll buy them lunch, you know, coffee, whatever, thank them. This woman, and this is why it's so disturbing, and I'm glad that you're also doing these challenges that you are and, and leading the good fight in, in New York City. Because, boy, is New York City a mess, and you know it all too well from the great work you've done with the Guardian Angels. Um, tell us about also what this pamphlet says that this far left of the left, uh, Astoria Queens, Tiffany Caban, uh, had on her social media because it is outrageous, and it's for kids. Well, 10 days ago, the queen is a socialist, AOC, all out crazy. In the epicenter of Astoria, we equate Astoria to Tony Bennett, the Astoria kid, Greeks, Italians, Egyptians, the pillars of civilization. But so many hipsters and millennials have moved in there. They've taken over politically. This was an area of all moderate Democrats. They're still there. But they can't get their candidates to run against these Democratic socialists in the primaries. So what the socialists have done is not only tell police to stay out of our neighborhoods, they got big signs, you know, say, Community Watch, and I'm reading the sign as we're patrolling as guardian angels, but it says Community Watch to keep the cops out. That's the Community Watch. Right. How that, scary now is that's that? For, that's for adults. Okay, but now Tiffany Caban, the mini-me of AOC, published a, a pamphlet that they were giving out outside of schools and to parents, and it says kids are wondering about police. Are cops nice? They ask, and it's written really for children. Police are nice to some people, 
But they're not nice to everybody. Old people can be hurt by the police, especially black people and other people of color, get in trouble and even killed for doing things that white people are allowed to do every day. It's a children's pamphlet. Then they have another section, cops on TV. Usually police on TV shows are doing good deeds. Sometimes we like stories on TV even when we know they're not true in real life. But in real life, police don't follow the rules in the same way for everybody. Police are not fair about who they help and who they punish. And then finally, choices. People can make bad choices and still be worthy of love. It's a choice to become a police officer. Good people can become police, but policing isn't good for our communities. Police follow unfair rules. When someone becomes a police officer, their choice to follow those rules hurts people. That's amazing. My jaw is dropping. This is disgusting. There's also this other line, Curtis, in there. Kids often ask the question, uh, is my favorite police officer on TV a bad guy or a good guy? My family member is a police officer. Can I still love them? I, I mean, this is unbelievable for children. So what's your reaction first off? And and what's the reaction? By the way, it, it looks like no comment, right? I was reading to see if, if Tiffany Caban had a comment no, to this. No, no, she didn't expect us to unearth this because we've now started to open up Ronald Reagan Republican clubs in the areas where socialists are strong. These are mostly urban areas because Ronald Reagan was thought of as one who could appeal to moderate Democrats. We've all he heard the stories. He sits down with the Speaker of the House, Tip O'Neill. They resolve their differences. Not as contentious as politics is now, where if you say Trump or DeSantis, Democrats don't want to have anything to do with them. And likewise, if you say Biden or anybody you perceive to be a moderate Democrat, like Manchin, we don't want to have anything to do with them. So it's very polarized. But when you say it's a Ronald Reagan Republican club, we're attracting moderate Democrats, independents, and Republicans. By the way, Joe Biden was quoting Reagan the other day, too. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, of, of course. course. Right. But the point being is, and then we educate him as to how the socialists are organizing. And we say, let's not talk about all the ideological things that divide us, because there are many. Let's just talk about public safety. Without public safety, there's no community. And it's the socialists who are trying to get rid of the cops. So we got to get rid of the socialists, not by attacking them or beating them up. At the ballot box, because with moderate Democrats, Republicans and independents in any one of these urban areas, there's more of us than there are of them. But we first got to organize. We have to get good candidates. And you got to get loud, too. You got to get vocal, because just like you said, uh, and, and you certainly have, you know, have the bully pulpit. You can speak, you know, which is great. Uh, they're lucky to have you, Curtis, because these people are so loud. I mean, you think about AOC is so loud uh, and and this woman, too, is so loud. Uh, they're in a minority, as you talk about, well, but, they, but they're pushy. They said to people, don't call 911, call 311. Now, 311 is a number you call when you have something of minor significance. So if you have an emotionally disturbed person outside your store who's attacking your customers, attacking you, they're saying, no, no, don't call the cops because they're not prepared to deal with an emotionally disturbed person. Go outside. Maybe pour a drink on yourself. Distract them. Maybe go up to them and say, hey, didn't I graduate college with you? This is some of the dumbest suggestions I've ever heard. They have no street smarts. 
Then you go to Tiffany Caban, the city councilwoman. And by the way, she was pushing this same plan, right? The, the one you just talked about. It came after that woman who was stabbed. Remember, it was that emergency worker, fire department woman who was stabbed by the lunatic. Right, I was 21 saying, times? Yes. Killed? And that was her advice, basically, of like, go talk to these people. You know, you deal with a lot of these crazy people all the time on the subway. Absolutely. You, you don't want a layman to go over and say, hey, uh, I'm sorry I poured the drink on you, or uh, did we go to high school? Rita, that's dangerous, They right? don't want anybody I mean, incarcerated. Dangerous. They want what they call restorative justice. So let's say a person came up on you and hit you in the head with a baseball bat, and you survived. They don't want that person to go to jail. They want to have that person sit in a room with you and a counselor and resolve your differences. Ugh, God now, forbid. Now, now, that's adding insult to injury. You're staring at the person who tried to kill you at the baseball bat, and you are being prompted to forgive the person, to have dialogue with the person, to basically let bygones be bygones, and that person will not do any jail time. It is nuts. So do you think you can turn this around by revealing things like this? Because you just brought up the example, Curtis Lewa, about what was happening in Chicago. I mean, there was a choice, two Democrats, there was a choice, and then now they've got left of the left. I think Chicago is over, sadly. I really do. With this guy at the helm, who's worse than Lori Lightfoot, and he makes no bones about it, it's scary. Well, so- it's up to moderate Democrats who are the majority of citizens. When you when you start to bifurcate each of the parties, including the independents, you find out there are far more moderate Democrats than anybody else. And you have to prompt them to say, don't you want your party back? Don't you want your party to be the Democratic Party of your mom and dad and grandparents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want you to join the Republican Party because you don't believe in a lot of the concepts. Likewise, I don't want Republicans to become Democrats because they don't share those same values other than public safety and supporting the police. So we're going to help you take the Democratic Party back from Bernie Sanders, AOC, all out crazy and the socialists. And they really get empowered. Well, that's great. I wish you so much luck on this noble mission. Uh, law and order, I've always said, and you know this, it's like, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican, Democrat. We want people who care about their communities, care about, you look at what's happening, you know it all too well, what's happening in New York City, but it's happening in cities around the country over and over again. And people need to wake up and make a choice that they can live with, but that also is going to protect them. That's going to protect their city and protect their values. And if you don't feel safe, nothing else matters. You know that all too well. Best way to do it, uh, you could set up a Ronald Reagan club where you know there are a lot of socialists. Just contact me, Curtis, on Twitter and message me, and I'll help you set up a Ronald Reagan Republican club and organize moderate Democrats and independents to take your communities back from the socialists who want to kick the cops out and let the criminals loose. It's that simple. Bravo, bravo, bravo. And get a hold of Curtis. You guys set up that Republican club, the Ronald Reagan Republican Club in your community. Curtis Lewa, thank you very much. And everybody, stay tuned. We're going to take your calls after the break. And also, by the way, Curtis is going to be on. If you're listening on WABC, our flagship station, he is going to be taking you on through the night. And I'm sure taking calls on this and we'll answer any other questions you have. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show, 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And- 
And you just heard from Curtis Lewa, who is fighting the good fight to clean up our streets in New York and beyond. Again, for WABC listeners, he's going to be on after me, taking you through the night, talking more about some of his efforts to set up the Ronald Reagan clubs across America. So be sure to tune in for more information on that. And boy, it is important to make good choices at the voting booth. We've been talking about local races, but also Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And again, Joe Biden just a few hours ago, basically making the claim it's time to basically elect Donald Trump is essentially what he said. That is the craziest thing. He can't even figure out how to speak and make a coherent statement. And yet he is asking people to go out and vote for him again. And he continues to basically also vilify police officers. He has done that a number of times. And then he says, oh, no, but I'm not saying defund the police, even though at one point when he was on the campaign trail, somebody said, "Uh, you know, defund. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He agreed with it when he was campaigning in 2020. It's on tape, Joe. We have it on tape. So how important is it to get somebody who, A, cares about law and order and also can put out a coherent sentence. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Andrew real quick. Line five. Andrew, your thoughts. Hey, what's up, Rita? I, um, I sincerely love Stan like a brother. And I'm not pandering when I say that because I want to say, Stan, it's possible that Trump saved your life, the Veterans Accountability Act because I know Stan's a veteran. I don't know if he went to a VA hospital, but the VA hospital was dramatically improved when Trump took over and they instituted uh, standards that you could fire people. And would you want Obamacare now? Keep You couldn't keep your doctor. Do you want socialized medicine or do you want the veterans? Well, and by the, by the way, those are all, by the way, very good points. And, and most importantly, uh, we love Stan and we appreciate it. And uh, he mentioned that he had a, uh, you know, uh, colon cancer that it was found early. Thank goodness. And I'm so glad that he's doing better, Andrew. Of course, that is the most important thing. And uh, that was really sweet to just also most importantly think about him because we all are thinking of him so, so much. Uh, let's go to Janet. Line four. Janet, your thoughts. Hi. Um, I just don't know why we don't call it what it is with our president. It's his age has nothing to do with it. It's called a disease. And he has dementia. And people at 50 get it. How he, he's, he's not the president. There is somebody, he's a puppet. They're telling him what to say. He just can't remember it. He's sick. Yeah, and well, and we by the way, boy, is he America degrading. He's degrading before our eyes, Janet, don't you think? Say that again. I'm He's sorry. degrading before our eyes. No, and it's been this way, but nobody, none of the Democrats are saying anything. None of the Republicans. Do you remember when President Trump, the first time he was elected, they made him take a mental test? Nobody's saying that he had. He should be taking a mental test. The, Repub- the Democrats. And the Republicans, we should all be screaming, this man is destroyed, destroyed this country. The second day he was president, he stopped the drilling. Yeah, we by the way, by the way supply, Janet, he, Janet he actually, I got to correct you, he did it on day one. <laughs> he signed the Keystone Pipeline. That was his first executive order to kill it. I've yes. never seen a president who on day one said, I'm going to kill 11,000 jobs. 
and campaigned on that. But yeah, your point, I actually do think there should be some sort of mental competency test because he is so out of it and the statements are so disconnected and it is such a dangerous, critical time in the world. We were just talking about skyrocketing crime rates and the importance of supporting police and all these other things. And we were talking about, obviously, what's going on overseas. Look at the border. I mean, what a disaster that is. And it's about to get a lot worse. And we have a president who's like, uh, uh, maybe elect me. If not, maybe elect, uh, you know, Trump. I'm not really sure. I mean, maybe underneath he wants Trump to get elected. But maybe Jill is pushing him too hard and saying you got to keep going. But I agree with you that the Democrats, for the good of the country, should say this guy ain't it or at least take a test. Give us some comfort because what we're seeing now, boy, I'm not comfortable with that. Everybody have a great weekend and I'll talk to you on Monday.